Welcome to the Act Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast Show, bringing you over three decades of experience to dominate your league. Please welcome your hosts, Jimmy and Andy Yakubowski. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm Andy Yakubowski, your co-host and soon-to-be three-time Steel City champion. And I'm Jimmy Yakubowski, commissioner of Steel City Fantasy Football League and the upcoming 2021 Steel City champion. And we bring you over three decades of experience to help you dominate your league. Jimmy, looks like Voodoo Yak Brothers is at it again. Sam Darnold double despaired last week in our Hope of Despair segment, and it looks like he's done for the season with his shoulder injury. Even though it's a four- to six-week timetable, it looks as though the Panthers are ruling Sam Darnold out for the rest of the season. Yeah, Andy, uh, looking into my crystal ball for the 2022 season. (laughs) That was a nice segue. I really don't see Sam Darnold taking another snap ever again in a Panthers uniform. Wow. After this season, he is not going to be welcomed back. He's going to be replaced by somebody, especially if the newly reacquainted Cam Newton takes off here at the end of the season. He's back. <laughs> he announced it during the game. He's back after his rushing touchdown. Nice. Yeah, I quit talking about Cam earlier in the season, and there he is back at uh, back at home, back in Carolina there. You know, Jimmy, they probably weren't wild about a healthy Sam, so why bother with rehab Sam this year? I guess they're going to just be okay without him. Christian McCaffrey, back on the field, Jim. He took your advice. Get out there and play. He scores 30 points in Week 10, 161 total offensive yards, rushing and receiving as the Panthers throttle the Cardinals 34-10. Cam Newton even had a two-yard touchdown rush, which you talked about, but it was P.J. Walker who was under center for the majority of the game, but we'll see what happens here in Week 11. The last I heard... They're having Cam Newton take all the first team reps this week. Oh my. Waiver wire, look out. <laughs> and also with playing I know the Washington football team's fresh off a win against the defending Super Bowl champs, but generally this season they give up a lot of passing yards. And with uh Cam and his rushing ability, he might be a worthwhile QB two this week. And Jimmy got ahead of me a little bit. That brings us to our headlines coming out of NFL's Week 10, brought to you by Pittsburgh Searchlights, a luxury lighting company. I'm tired of being Kirk Wiswold, and if you are too, book these guys. They come in at 0% intrusive, 100% hands-off way to decorate your home for Christmas, and they can do a whole lot more. Just talk to the owner of Pittsburgh Searchlights uh, Sunday, Jim, and they'll be putting our lights up just in time for Thanksgiving. It's perfect. I'll share it with all the members of Yak Brothers private this week. group once they're up. What's that? This week. Uh, I believe next week. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Pretty sweet. So week 10, the week of upsets. All the underdogs came out to fight week 10. Like you just talked about, Jimmy, the Washington football team throttled the Hitman Buccaneers. And the start of week 10, Jim, the Ravens got pounded by the Dolphins Thursday night, 22-10. to 10, And that opened up the week 10, the week of upsets. Looking also at the AFC North, the Browns get absolutely wrecked by the Patriots, 45-7. to 7. We had Bungles on bye and the Steelers-Lions tie. Yeah, this week, Andy, um, one thing that kind of jumped out at me is the fact that a lot of the, let's say, contenders are now potentially pretenders with some of these teams that lost last week. 
in your opinion, Jimmy, is there any team out there that's still um, contender or just you know a team that's still good? A team that's good consistently? Sure. No. Packers? You want to put the Packers up there? No. No. Shout out the Seahawks? I don't think I can put anybody up there right now. Like, everyone's shown that they'll lose the whole cliche, any given Sunday type of saying. There have been some teams that aren't staying on top consistently, and, you know, they, they fall from grace pretty quickly. So it's really anybody's anybody's league right now. Back to the Steelers Lions tie. Imagine watching that game as a Lions fan. I mean, it was painful enough as a Steelers fan, but imagine watching it as a Lions fan. You have zero wins on the year. The refs try to give you the game. Pittsburgh tries to hand you the game. Your kicker goes to win the game, and you end up with a friggin' tie. Wow. They probably had a parade. <laughs> I don't think they had a parade. I mean, you're zero eight really and one. You're not zero and nine. I'd yeah. probably throw a parade for Detroit. <laughs> if I were a fan, I would feel that's a W. Yay, we tied. I don't think they did, Jim. We tied. I don't think you're gonna find that tweet on Twitter. Maybe the last the last time the Lions really have never won in Pittsburgh since like 1955 or something like that. So to come out with a tie, it's big. It's really big for that franchise. Yeah, huge. And when they beat the Steelers, nothing but greener pastures ahead. Last time they beat the Steelers was Thanksgiving. I was that was like twenty three years ago. Yeah. So, wow. And they are able to win with Jared Goff. They didn't win. They tied. What's that? You said you said with that win with Jared Goff, they didn't win. Uh, they tied. I keep thinking Detroit won the game. <laughs> they did not win. It was a tie. 16-16. I'm just going to give them the W, especially with that missed extra point. I think they technically won. It was a, it was a solid victory for that franchise with the eight-loss streak. Yeah. But, I mean, draw. with Goff, he had the, the oblique injury, I guess, in his back, so he wasn't throwing any passes at all. So they're able to rush for over 200 yards against our defense without him really required to throw a pass. I think he had 81 yards passing going in, going into the over, overtime. He had 81 yards by the end of the game. It was pretty. It was something pretty pathetic. I don't know. I don't even want to talk about that game anymore. It's awful. Um, so looking forward to Week 11, Pittsburgh plays Sunday night against the Chargers. King of the Jungle. At the Chargers. So no, what's your take on, on – What's your take on that, Jim? Big, big D, the big draw in Detroit. Way to go, Lions. You won. All right. We'll just forget okay. about that. Then too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Jimmy, more importantly, week 11, it's me versus you. Uh, what's your take on that? Well, I think... Yeah, uh, brothers. Bro versus yeah. bro. I think I need to win this head week head. more than your team does in your league since we're in opposing divisions here. Um, so I think with the victory this week against your squad, it's really going to set the tone for me going into the playoffs. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. So do you want to ante up a friendly wager? Maybe one chip challenge, me and you? Loser's got to on air, eat the chip. I already got over the Carolina Reaper <laughs> with not having to deal with good morning football anymore, which I'll talk about later in the show. Yeah. Um, not really keen on that challenge since we already kind of like used that before. True. Very true. I think we should develop like an I can tell you're scared though. 
We should develop a new challenge. I would be too. It's J Train. I haven't really J-train. like Train thought about it. Prescott. Since you're just bringing it up right now. Yeah. Um, we'll figure something out. We'll post it on our TikTok. You can check it out on TikTok at the Yak Bros on there for uh, all our antics and um, our Tuesday waiver wire pickups. Jimmy, now it's time for our weekly Rewind, Nail, or Fail. I can promise you no one else does this in the industry. We bring back calls from last week and review with brutal honesty to ourselves as, quote, Monday morning quarterbacks. Everyone wants to tell you what they think that will happen, and we break it down to down to the exact 10th fantasy point, like Rachel on NFL Network, how many yards you get, blah, 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 blah. But no one ever circles back and talks about whether they got it right or not. No one. Until now on Yak Bros Fantasy Football Podcast Show. So, Jimmy, looking at the calls from last week, we didn't really make a whole lot of calls. We pretty much, um, all the calls we made were on our Hope and Despair segment. We had Josh Allen. We both gave him hope as he bounced back in week 10. Had a huge game, huge win for the Bills. Uh, Sam yeah, Darnold, he lit up the Jets. Yeah, totally lit up the Jets. So, I mean, you can no guarantee when you when you drop a, when you don't even score a touchdown against the Jags in week 9. But, yeah, he gets it done against the Jets, smokes them. Um, Sam Darnold, we double despaired him last week. Hoping to spare. That was another nail. So two for two there. As Sam Darnold looks like he's done for the season. And as Jimmy said earlier in the show, he doesn't believe Sam Darnold will ever take a snap again in Carolina. But that does nope. leave the door open cracked for another team next year. Huh? Maybe he'll go to the Jets. Back to the Jets. His career as a starter might be over. Ooh. He may be a backup somewhere. That's at best. He's been given way too many opportunities. And then the only other thing we had on Hope and Despair segment last week, Jim, was the Titans' backfield. I gave them despair. You gave them hope to be determined, so yours is kind of like a wait and see, but I would say you failed there as my despair call proved to be again correct in Week 10 as that backfield amounted to absolutely nothing. But the Titans... Wait and see. Yeah, wait and see. wait and see. I didn't didn't think they had much for the Saints. Saints have a good rush, D. Yeah, just abandon all hope of fantasy value in that backfield for the Titans. Abandon all hope. And more on that in our segment about the uh, 2v2 versus Good Morning Football. Uh, we made no lock picks last week as we were trying to give Good Morning Football an opportunity to play a little catch-up since they were down 6-4. to four. But yes, more on that. So our rewind, Jimmy, this week is from last week. It is us talking about the Titans' backfield. Well, I think I answered that earlier by saying we should take a oh, take not a officially, take not a officially. Well, I'll say it again. Segment. Hope, hope from because Jimmy. I would. It's to be determined yeah. with with how well that backfield does well, going forward. I disagree. I'm going to go with despair as a fantasy option. Abandon all hope for the Titans. I mean, running do you backfield. do you expect them to run all over Aaron Donald? I don't expect them to split the carries three ways, and they did. So fantasy value wise, you are not going to really going to gain much in that department. It'll be lock of the draw completely with those three guys. Forget them. So there it is, Jim. Like I said, I nailed that one. You failed. You say it's wait and see, but I'm going to say you failed. Just I like saying you failed. You failed. This brings us to On The Wire, this week's Hot Waiver Wire Pickups. As we've said before on the show, you can find this segment on TikTok. show was being delayed a day. So you weren't actually getting our waiver wire pickups on the day. So we moved that segment to TikTok so that you'll be able to uh, get the waiver wire pickups in time for your Tuesday night waiver wire pickups. 
All right, Jimmy. So my first pickup of the week for the week eleven waiver wire pickups is Ramondre Stevenson. Go out and grab him. Um, he had ten or twenty carries for hundred yards, two rushing touchdowns. Also added four grabs on five targets for seventeen yards. A huge part of the Patriots' success this week versus the Browns. And I would say they'll stick with that hot hand moving forward uh, in New England. And I was thinking same team. Uh, different position, wide receiver, Kendrick Bourne came over from the 49ers. Not really utilized a great deal, a little bit, um, but definitely not a heavy workload in San Francisco. Uh, but he had like three carries for 43 yards rushing, plus he had a 98 yards receiving and a touchdown. Wow. So roughly, doing the math, 98, 43... So, 141. Good math. (laughs) (laughs) Total yards of offense from him. Pretty good. So, you know, maybe give him a look going forward, Kendrick Bourne. Um, Anyone else you're thinking of? Oh, yeah. My last pickup I want to say is Cam Newton, back in Carolina. (laughs) Go out and grab him. It looks like they're going to be moving with him forward or P.J. Walker. Superman back. Superman is back. Go out and grab him. Cam Newton. Rip the S. Yeah. Um, I actually, was, the other guy I was thinking of, like Ramondre was one of my three that I was thinking of for this week. The other guy I was actually thinking of um, is receiver for the Titans. I believe it's... Uh, <laughs> I know his last name is Johnson. Uh, you can pick him up. I'm not going to pick him up. <laughs> not Michael, but something along those lines. But okay. his last name is Johnson. Five catches, 100 yards in the, Saint, right. in the Saints game with a TD. Um, nice. So 20, 20 yards. So you know his stats, you don't know his name. Right. <laughs> Look at the stats. That guy that got five grabs for 100 yards. Go grab him tonight. His last name's definitely Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. Or it might rhyme with Johnson. M. One of Johnson. <laughs> All right, that's your waiver wire pickups for week 11. So like with everybody. Julio out, he's definitely going to get some looks. <laughs> and talking about Tuesday, Andy, uh, have you looked over your roster to see who you're going to uh, you know, negotiate for today and this is our oh, trade deadline. That's right. Trade deadline is today. So midnight, strike of the clock, trade closes the door on trades, correct? So you'll be able to shuffle your lineup around and mm-hmm. see, you know, going forward who you might want to wheel and deal with instead of putting in a waiver claim. Yeah, I'm, I didn't get a chance to look at where I'm at on the waiver order for tonight. But um, that will probably be a big determination factor as far as my negotiating goes because if I am high on the waivers, there's certain people I am targeting that I could get. You're thinking of Tua Tagliavea for Dak Prescott? Uh, no, I wasn't thinking of Tua for Dak at all. No. But I am looking at acquiring maybe a quarterback or a receiver because um, those are my two suspect ones. I have Dak and Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon did get 20 points last week. But I'm just not a whole confident in him moving towards the fantasy playoffs. I like a guy with a little more higher ceiling than Trevor. 
Jimmy, this brings us to my favorite segment, Hope or Despair. We discuss the biggest busts of the week and label them either hope, which means don't lose faith in them, keep them on your roster, better times ahead, or we label them despair. Trade them if they still have a deadline. Cut them from your team. It's time to go separate ways. Obviously, I don't mean cut your despair studs, but trade them before it's too late and their stock value drops to zero. Jimmy, first up on the Hope or Despair segment, I have Baker Mayfield. The guy exits the game early against the Pats with a knee injury. He was already nursing a shoulder injury that he was playing through prior to his exit. and He was 11 of 21 for 73 yards, a touchdown and a pick in Week 10. Jimmy, Hope or Despair for Mr. Mayfield. Despair. Ooh, a despair from Jimmy of the Yak Brothers. He's been spending too many time, too much time making those commercials. To be honest, like at first they were funny. Um, I was a little jealous because he, uh, he was he's in place for the Browns, and I'm a Steelers fan, so I was a little jealous of him. But the early overdone overplayed, don't you think? And the whole stadium is my home type thing, and yeah, just keep going on, yeah, and on, com- on, completely overdone. Yeah, overdone. So it looks like I'm also going to give a despair. That's a double despair. So for I think Mr. that might Mayfield. be a combo despair Ooh. for me with the acting career <laughs> and on the field performances. That's brutal. No future for Mr. Mayfield. Oh man. He he won't he won't will not be the next um uh damn, what is that? John Wick. Yeah. John Wick. Let's see him try to take care of all the all the people you went through for. You go for John Wick? I guess yeah. not even a real person. Yeah. It's just John a character Wick, played by Keanu Reeves. I'm trying to trying to it's think great of movies. his it's look cool. his look is uh, similar to Keanu Reeves' look. I don't think it's similar at all. <laughs> That he has like the the uh, dark scruff. <laughs> Not really. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I guess whatever. Actually, feeling sorry for him with that kind of a lead role. I probably shouldn't say John Wick. <laughs> you know. So Jimmy, next up on the chopping block for the hope and despair segment, I have DK Metcalf. He only gets five points in Week Ten as the Seahawks get shut out by the Packers, seventeen to zero. DK is likely to face a fine for getting ejected from the game. Uh, we got in a scuffle with a few of the Packers. He also ignored the ejection call by the refs and attempted to rejoin the huddle. Uh, anyway, this is DK Metcalf's third time being fined this year. Jimmy, hope or despair for Mr. Metcalf? Hope. Ooh, Going forward. It is a hope. Definitely a rusty game coming back for Russell Wilson. Yeah. He will improve this week and get back in a rhythm. I also gave a hope to Mr. Metcalf. The guy is an absolute stud on the field. You got each one of them studs that you have to play every week. So whatever you get, you get. But, yeah, I'd say at least a 20-point game out of them this week coming. So that's a double hope for Mr. Metcalf. Jimmy, do you have anybody for the hope or despair chopping block this week? Uh, how about Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph. Is he even worth putting on the block? I mean – the guy's I'm, a bomb. I mean, <laughs> Roethlisberger might be out again this week oh, if he doesn't get a couple practices in Sunday night against Mason the Chargers. Ru- I'm going to make a statement right now. If you have Mason Rudolph on your team, and I'm not sure what his roster is in actually leagues across all formats, what, how much people actually have on his team or started him. Seven for seven percent. It's seven percent? Seven. Okay. If you're one of those I was being a little gen- actually being generous. Yeah, if you're one of those seven percent teams that has Mason Rudolph abandon all hope for your fantasy football team this year. Abandon all hope. Another player I was thinking of, Andy, for hope and despair segment. Hope and despair. 
Derek Carr. What's your thoughts about Derek Carr? Derek Carr, I'm going to go ahead and say despair. What gives you a despair diagnosis there? That team is cursed this year. The Raiders are cursed. Uh, Yeah, that's all I want to say is it's just not good for the Raiders this year at all. They looked pretty sad last night on this Sunday night game. 41-14 loss. Not much going well for them, especially after I know we everyone pretty much knows what happened there probably with the John Gruden uh, situation, but uh, Henry Ruggs right. driving about 160 miles an hour. and Right. Horrible tragedy. Well, right. I, I can't even say tragedy. Well, it was very tragic. It's very tragic, but uh, yeah, very reckless there by Mr. Ruggs. Um, They're so receiving the crash. core is really uh, depleted Horrible. now. And the team just uh, seems to be very distracted. Yeah, that team's cursed. They got bigger things going on in that city of sin than the actual football team itself. So, you know, I was really excited for the Raiders to do well this year going into the season. Um, I've been to Vegas. I love Vegas. It's a great city. It's a great time. But, yeah, this year, just throwing the towel for the Raiders. As declared, it's the 2v2 Yak Brothers versus Team Good Morning Football. Jimmy and I, myself, Team Yak Brothers versus Kay and Kyle of NFL Network's Team Good Morning Football. Format is simple. Each player makes their lock pick of the week, and each correct pick scores one point for their respective team. At the end of the season, we'll tie up the scores or until they concede. Jimmy, after four rounds, the score is Team Yak Brothers 6-4, Team Good Morning Football trailing by two points. Uh, going into round five, Jimmy and I put ourselves up against Team Good Morning Football's picks this week as an opportunity for Team Good Morning Football to catch up, but they chose not to make any of the NFL lock picks this week as Kyle Brandt was the only one to make a lock pick, and he picked the second grade flag football team, the Crimson Tide. And with no way of checking on that outcome and Kyle being silent on the topic so far, it's null and void. So Jimmy, after five rounds, so Jimmy, after five rounds, it's still six to four. Team Yak Brothers up by two. Uh, Andy, I'd like to take this moment to uh, make a public announcement. Oh, my. PSA. This two whole 2v2 two two with Good Morning Football is null and void. Oh, it's gone? It, it's gone. I love this music that's playing and everything. This segment really kind of brought a lot of energy to the show. We won a 6-4. It's over. We don't have to do the chip challenge. It's over. Good morning football. I'm highly disappointed that the lock picks, the pigskin picks of the week has now turned into, like you said, checking on a result of a second grade football game that we have no idea how that outcome is and Kay not even making a pick last week. And Miss Kay Adams didn't even show up to work on Monday morning. Uh, they actually had Rachel filling in for her. So not sure what's going on there behind the scenes of Good Morning Football. She's been on the show for a long time. Well, maybe from doing the thunder siren for the Chargers, and then then they lost to the Vikings. <laughs> maybe she's just jinxing, team, jinxing teams uh, wearing their gear. Yeah, I don't know because it seems to be more about fashion statements instead of really uh, football knowledge and prowess. Which I know between you and I, we really like to do our best to really help the audience. You know do well and dominate your league dominate your league (laughs) and and stats and everything but i feel like at least with our rewind segment we've hit on a lot of those calls 
and as far as the whole nail and fail. So I think that should be what be a more important to your audience. If you know, if you can, they can really value your calls coming in as legit. Right. So I guess we'll take the one chip challenge packy and we'll meld into good morning football and tell them enjoy my but, tongue and my GI tract is saved. But we're going we to, uh, let's say resettle the competition over to another. All right, who are you setting your sights on now, Jimmy? Fox NFL Sunday. Fox NFL Sunday. Terry and the boys. The big fishes out there in the sea. <laughs> so if this is a 2v2, is it going to be Terry, Howie, Michael Strahan, or well, Jimmy you, Johnson? Well, you have to go with Terry, right? You have to go with Terry. Okay. He's the, well, who's his contingency? He's, like a, he's a Pittsburgh legend. Because I heard okay, he missed so. last week. So if he's not on the show, who's his backup? Who missed last week? Terry. Terry missed last week? Uh, let's say Howie. Howie okay. will be his backup. Okay. So. And then between Strahan and Jimmy Johnson? Um, I like Strahan a lot. Um, I think Jimmy Johnson's the, the lower-lying fruit. I think that's the easier one to pick. Um, so I, I would rather take – I like going up against the tougher let's, competition. Let's go with Michael oh, Strahan because yeah. we, uh, we believe in diversity and multiculturalistic viewpoints. So we're going to go with Michael Strahan there. I think Michael Strahan is just the tougher opponent too. Jimmy Johnson would be easier. But ethnic diversity is still important in things. So we're going to go with Michael Strahan and Terry Bradshaw. And if Michael Strahan is, you know, busy one week, not able, then Jimmy Johnson is his backup. Okay. So Howie's backing up Terry. All right. Jimmy's backing up Michael. All right. There we go. 2v2, Terry and Michael Strahan. This will be interesting. All right, Jim. So it's clear. The record is cleared. We have beaten Good morning football by a score of six to four. Our new opponents now is Fox pregame show, Terry and Michael Strahan. So Jimmy, two v two. Here we go. Who's your lock pick of the week? My lock pick of the week, Andy. I'm looking at Vikings over Packers. Wow, huge pick, Jimmy. For my lock pick of the week, I'm going with. The Carolina Panthers over the Washington football team. With the resurgence of Christian McCaffrey, Sam Donald not playing, it'll be another W for Carolina. So that concludes the end of our show, Jim. Tonight is Tuesday night, and you know what that means. Waiver wire pickups get pushed through tonight. It's the first night of those for our Week 11 matchups. Look over your roster, the entire roster, your bench, your starters. One decision you make or don't make can cost you your season, so keep that in mind. Also, to be sure to hop on our Facebook page, Yak Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast Show, hit that like button, and we'll invite you to our growing Yak Brothers private fan group where you can ask us questions directly. And also, you can find us now on Twitter at Yak Bros, Instagram, Yak underscore bros, and on TikTok, the Yak Bros, for our Tuesday Wave of the Wire segment. Good luck to all you fellow Gridiron GMs out there. You know, kick some ass this week, uh, except for you, Andy. <laughs> You're going down, Jimmy, down this week. J train, hopefully Kamara gets back on the field so I can run up that score on you. Yes, you are doomed. Doomed, my friend. Abandon all hope for Jimmy this week. <laughs>